Hi, do you mind if I sit at the counter? Uh, not at all. Have a seat. Had a rough day. See, I'm a Dracula, and I work at a internet company. Well, turns out I'm getting laid off. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty rough. Is there uh, maybe a, a drink that'll ease your troubles that I can make for you? Yeah, uh, thanks for asking. Can I get a, a green tea with two types of milk? Sure, yeah, we have oat and almond. Is that all right? Yeah, throw them both in there. Great. Cool, coming right up. Hmm, this is exactly what I wanted. Thanks. Making me feel much better about being laid off from the internet company and having a thirst for blood. No no problem. It's my pleasure to serve, uh, you know, and you know what? How about this one's on the house? Wow. You really are a great barista and a great human being. Um... Uh, are you okay? Uh, can I, are they okay? Is it Uh, no, no, it's uh, no, it's completely I, open. How can I? Are you? How can I help I'm, you? I'm a bear from the neck down, and an octopus for a face. <laughs> I work. At the library. You work at the library. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are I you? work at the library. Bare body, octopus face. This, excuse me if this is such a, if this is a rude question. Are, yeah. are, are you in pain? Always. Can I have a drink? Uh, yeah. Would you like a, a, a Chakabi Mirku or a, a Bitter Heart or, you know, a, a uh, Spanish like Sahara? Urine, fish, and red wine in a cup. Uh, urine, fish, and red This is, um, this is, this is a, uh, a coffee shop. We make, yeah, we make, like, coffee Oh, then hot urine, hot urine, fish, and a red wine. Oh, oh, I see. You can't have a red wine. Oh, yes. You have cat litter. So uh, urine, fish, and cat litter. We don't know. We I have like I have like dark chocolate. I have like mocha beans. Ugh, I have I have gross. like uh, a, a, I can do espresso. Could you go out to the street and scrape what scrape what's on the sewer cover in, in like a Dixie cup? So underneath the, so where the neck would be for, cause I'm bare, I'm bare so here. Where the neck would here. be? So where the neck would be, I have a, I have a, uh, Toucan's beak and I would love to oh, just, God, um, God. just an abomination. Hey, we're all magical creatures here. Am I right? Well, oh, I, I don't know no. what they're secreting. Uh, but it is, it is burning through the floor. Um, I gotta go. Wait, no, I you're gonna have go. to pay for this. Yeah, you gotta no, pay. Oh, I gotta leave. Um, so my beeper is going off. I gotta get back to the library. <laughs> Your beeper. Beeper. Your beeper. All right, I'm gonna go outside now. A true thing that should not be. Just an affront to God. All right, sir, if you're going to make comments about the customers like that, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I'm sorry. I'm just so stressed about losing my job at the internet company. I forgot. You're right. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We calm werewolves with chai lattes and teach aliens customer service skills in indie visual novel Coffee Talk. This week on How Did This Get Played?
Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and Wonder Swan coloriest video games of all time. Thumbs up from Heather for that one. That, that third W was by Aaron Miller. Submit yours at GetPlayedPod, hashtag www. I'm Nick Weiger along with Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Heather Ann Campbell along with our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. Edge. Uh, guys, quite a game to discuss this week. I say this all the time. I Every week, I'm like, <laughs> we have quite a game to discuss. <laughs> but it's it true. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but before we get to that topic and before we get to our guest, it is first time to, before we descend into gaming hell to first spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Matt, let us know when to begin. Begin. You know, I platinumed Cyberpunk 2077 this week. Wow. Um, wow. And uh, I have some thoughts about that. One is that I I, I really like the world. It was nice to stay in the world, especially after it became uh, a question of which choices were the right choices. Instead, it was just like, oh, I've got to shoot three people in the head at the same time. That's that's fun. Those are like micro puzzles in a very fancy background. Um, the most difficult of the uh, of the uh, what the achievements to achieve was purchasing all of the vehicles. I was short about a hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand eddies, uh, and fetching that money in a world that you've already just stripped clean, uh, <laughs> data mined every computer. That was a, that was the hardest part. Second hardest part is that there's a achievement that you can't get if you make a choice in a hallway an hour and a half earlier than the ending of the game. And you have to go back. And luckily I had one save file from that choice. Time's up. And okay. You mentioned the currency eddies. And I think it's just, it's just sort of the, cause it's Euro dollars, right? That's eddies. what, that's what it is. Euro dollars. Yeah, but it's eddies. Yeah. Eddies. Euro, Come on. It's, it's just like these. <laughs> hey guys, can I borrow some eddies? <laughs> <laughs> What? My point doesn't what? matter. What? <laughs> no, no doesn't what was matter. the point? What no, was there, point? There, it, does, it does not matter. Yeah, it does. Where are we going with it? I was just going to say we we taught we we beat this to death, uh, uh, beat this horse to death when we did our cyberpunk episode. But it's just like it's another thing where it's just like ah, maybe just a lack of imagination in the world building that it's just like it's just euro dollars. That's what we. That's our future currency. You know, mm. um, I don't know. Wow, you brought us all the way back to that point to make that point? That's what I said. I said it's not worth it. <laughs> when you started doing your Eddie's riff, I was ready to move on. That's not how I remember it, but uh, I suppose we can uh, let sleeping Eddie's lie. Right, guys? <laughs> hey, speaking mm -hmm. of Eddie's, our guest has a name of their own. <laughs> oh, my God. Ed, wow. Ed, and Eddie, that's my full name. <laughs> a writer for Rick and Morty and player on Dimension 20, which you can find on Dropout and YouTube. Returning to the show, Siobhan Thompson. Hi, Siobhan. What's up, everybody? Hey. What's up, you freaking gamers? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you guys are gamers? You guys game? <laughs> Just like immediately just shitting on us for like an hour. <laughs> I'm shitting on myself as well. What can you do? Uh, thank uh, you so much for, for coming back to the show. Uh, I, I, I want to start here. What have you been? Cause the last time we talked to you was in the mm -hmm. before times. In um, the before how, times. Yes. Yeah. And, and how have your gaming habits adapted to our new reality? Oh, you know, I've gone through all of the waves, uh, Really put my hundreds of hours into Animal Crossing. Woke up one day, didn't want to do that anymore. Um, just rest, shifted around the place. Eventually played the PS4 Spider-Man, which I had not played before. And then I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey for mm -hmm. a really long time, mm -hmm. which is like a nice big world game that I can just run around in and feel like feel like I'm using my archaeology degree um, <laughs> uh, and fighting the Nemean lion and things like that. And um, that's kind of been it. I don't know. It's uh, been real boom and bust game wise, I feel like. Right. Have we asked this question previously, which is which video game is the most archaeologically 
correct video game that you've ever played? Have we asked that question? And there was no answer. And then I just, so the information passed through my brain, like. Yeah, I don't think that there was a good answer to that. Mm. I remember playing The Dig, but I don't remember anything about it. And it was before I did any real archaeology. And we also had a game in England that was like a school game that was kind of like, um, what's that? What's that game that American kids play? Oregon Trail? Oregon Trail. Um, It was like like an educational game like that that started as an archaeological dig and then you went back in time to various places um unfortunately i've never time traveled in the process of doing archaeology that is inaccurate <laughs> mostly you're just doing like map regression and <laughs> geophysics and sieving things do you, because, uh, uh, and you mentioned the dig, and I, my memory of the dig is that it was a, it was like kind of a sci-fi setting, LucasArts yeah, Adventure, yeah. Right? Um, it just is called the dig, and then there's an Indiana Jones game, I think, that they did as well. That- yeah, there, there, there are a few Indiana Jones games. The one I, I, I play, I put the most hours into is Fate of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it, I'm sure it has some archaeology specifics in that. But like as a gamer, uh, you know, based on your knowledge and and your your history of studying in archaeology and and working in the field, do you do you gravitate towards those sort of real world historical settings? I mean, it's it's really pretty. Uh, mm. Oh, I played Ghost of Tsushima as well, which was also oh, there beautiful. You go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it is nice to, it was just like an added extra little layer of flavor to be able to be like, oh, they did the Parthenon really accurately. Like they did a really good job that whoever built the game, like actually making it look pretty period accurate considering the constraints of of what the game does. Right. Which That was cool. my favorite part about the French one is that mm-hmm. I could just run around in Paris and be like, oh yeah. man, I know this block. Like it's mm-hmm. not I like I I I I know where I am in the city and how fucking cool that is. Right. It's like I've spent quite, enough time in Athens yeah. that it's like it's not exactly correct because they've yeah. simplified it a lot, but like all of the main stuff is here. We must be really close amazing. to the first one to one like absolutely true map. Like it has they to be. They could absolutely close. do cuz cuz um this game is like most of Greece, you could do a game that was just like London or New York. Even like playing Spider-Man was cool in that same way of just like, oh, I know this block. I, you know, I, oh, I'm in Union Square and I need to get up to to Times right. Square. I, I know I have to swing my way up Broadway and I'll get there. Yeah, I, I like... For me, I'll always gravitate towards and and in in this sense, I did like Night City from Cyberpunk as a uh, as an environment. But like, I I've always liked, I've always preferred like a denser, you know, more realized world versus mm-hmm. like there's more places to go, but it's just a little bit emptier. That's probably like a try. That's probably like every you're like, yeah, Weiger, we all fucking want that. We all want it packed with content. We don't want a big empty world. Yeah, but I, I do I, feel I, like there's a lot yeah. of like running around is the price right. to pay for these big open world games. Is you're just like, well, I got to get to this landmark that I can fast travel to, but before I do that, I need to. Well, I I could ride my horse, but then there's a cliff here, and if I ride the horse off the cliff, then the horse dies. So I have to like, you know, there's a lot of that stuff which is right. a little boring. Did you guys know. happen to read this article that came out in the last week? I've kept seeing it passed around, which was that the cure for income inequality will be. VR experiences where you can own a piece of virtual land and have a virtual environment that is akin to a private island uh, mm-hmm. and it and and then you won't long for anything more than an apartment in your real world life interesting um I that's I have been doing a lot of gardening in my tiny apartment mm. and I feel like that's the thing that you definitely couldn't do in a virtual world. Like there's nothing right. that tastes better than like strawberries that you've grown yourself. Right. Right. But yeah, but you're already doing that in your tiny apartment. But I am. So and, you're, and the three strawberries that I get a year in the amount of space <laughs> that I have are really tasty. <laughs> I had, I had a thought like that before when one time I had an interaction with Matthew Perry 
uh, mm-hmm. who has like a hundred million dollars. He's just like absurdly wealthy from his friend's money. Um, but then I noticed he had the same phone as me. And I was like, there's just a, le- there's, there, you get to a certain mm-hmm. level and there's just like, that's the nicest phone you have. There isn't yes. like a, you know, a, a 10, <laughs> there isn't like a, a, a $95,000, like, you know, Gucci phone. There's just like, you got a, you got an iPhone or you got an Android. And it I just, I do think is, Apple is missing a trick on that because they could sell yeah. a $95,000 phone and people would buy it. They 100% it wouldn't have to be could. better. It would just have to be $95,000 and people mm-hmm. would buy it for clout. I feel 100%. like they tried that with the watch and it didn't pan out for them. Like, didn't they have the Apple Watch edition and uh-huh. it was the $15,000 version of the Apple Watch. And they just, I mean, like they gave them they away to like NBA players and nobody was like, oh, I i want the indistinguishable version of the Apple Watch that costs 15 grand. Huh. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm I'm open to being wrong about what rich people want. I I don't necessarily know that. There's also like gold plating that you can get for an iPhone. Like mm. there's like companies that like would be like, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll we'll make your iPhone worth a hundred thousand dollars. We're gonna we're gonna dip it in gold. <laughs> um, that I've seen. Ad, so one of my favorite things to do is is go to, to rich ultra rich people websites on mm-hmm. enough that my targeted ads m- believe that I make millions of dollars. So you get <laughs> ads on Instagram that are just fucking crazy. It's wow. like, mm-hmm. have you ever wanted uh, a, a raised garage in your garage for a Porsche? <laughs> yeah, and it'll be I, like a I, kit. I do want that. Yeah, it sounds where sick you as hell. can drive your car into a garage and it lifts it and i'm like this is a thing that people or, or something you know, like stuff like that that's right. fun that's a For fun poor way. people who don't have enough land to have a two-car garage yeah right, right. you need a right. place to put your porsche um i i think that the vr thing like it could be that but also you know the it's that's until the techno the like the the you know the the curve of of improvement smooths out enough where there's just only incremental improvements in mm-hmm. VR tech. I think up until we reach that point, it's it's gonna be. And I think that that's a while away. But also, I feel like just thinking of it of how America would respond to that is, I feel like there would just be some sort of it'd be there'd be some sort of tiered pricing or something that would box out anyone who didn't have enough money, even if it's just like a just just a way to gatekeep to keep people to to make it feel like it's something special mm-hmm. for people who have more money. I don't know America Prime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be the VR itself, like you, you like buying into having the ability to look at your own island will be the gate. It's like I can't purchase a. I don't know. Like, don't you need? It's kind of, it mm-hmm. still costs like three grand to get on, still, in a good VR. Yeah, I mean, I think like the you know like the Oculus is is a little bit more. That's a that's a few hundred bucks, right? That's not like a a wild price point. I guess mm-hmm. you still need a gaming PC. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, let's uh let's let's switch topics. I'm curious about. Uh, uh, Siobhan, the, the genre that we're tackling today, uh, the visual novel, if you've yes. messed around with any game, I know you play point and click adventure games and you play graphic adventures, but I, I, I'm, I'm less familiar with whether you've, you've messed around with uh, visual novels or dating sims. Um, dating sims, no. Um, visual novels, I've played some on my iPhone. Mm. Um, but generally, they this one did not have as much gameplay even as the ones that I have played in the past, which honestly the names of them fully escape me. I don't remember anything or anybody's names. My brain has turned to mush in quarantine and it was already pretty soft to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as a refresher, I'm I'm Weiger, or, or, or you can call me Nick, mm, that's right? Matt, yes. and then Heather's got over it. there. Okay, and then we've got yes. Devin as the yeah. engineer. Great, um, perfect. So that's us. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Thank God for Zoom and everybody's name being in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody fucking change your Zoom names. Oh my God, I have such a paranoia about that because uh, mm-hmm. I have a, a mild inability to recognize faces. And so sometimes I'm like worried that somebody's doing a bit. And that uh, I will call them by their by the name that is present on the screen, but it is clear that that isn't the person. Um, mm-hmm. So I've even with names on the screen, I refuse to call anybody by their names. That's really, yeah, terrifying. Yeah, I 
I, it took me, I had, there were 24 people in my class at university and it took me a full year to learn all of their names. Wow. It, I'm really like clinically bad at it. It's okay, man. What is your strategy? Do you, do you just go like, like, hey, buddy. Hey, man. Hey, dude. I just don't talk to people. Is that Got a strategy? Yeah. Yes. I don't make new friends. I don't meet new people. I avoid humans at all costs. Honestly, quarantine's not been that hard for me because it's not that different from my regular life. <laughs> um, let me, uh, uh, before we get into the, to this week's game, I am curious your perspective. And uh, this is this is kind of pure a pure coincidence of booking, mm-hmm. but as someone from uh, the land of tea, we were tackling yes. a coffee game. Uh, yes. As someone who's lived in America for some time, have you? Do you have any? Uh, ha- have you come to appreciate coffee? Are you at all a coffee drinker? Well, we do. We do have coffee in England. It is mm-hmm. a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> I don't drink tea outside of my house unless it's mm. made by an English person or at least somebody who's lived in England for a while, because Americans don't know how to make tea, um, and it's Wait. just sad. Wait, what are we doing wrong? Can you tell everything, us? Everything. Everything. <laughs> okay. So, like. Just, okay. Okay, so, great. So, basic tea bag tea. Okay. We're talking, I mean, first of all, if you're using Lipton's, throw it in the trash. Not doing um, that. But that's what Kermit drinks. <laughs> yeah, but he's a puppet who doesn't have yeah. taste buds. That's true. Good for and him. That's the tea. Um, <laughs> black tea needs to be seeped at above 100 degrees centigrade. Okay. So ideally what you want to do is it needs to be fresh water when you're boiling it, not water that's already been in the kettle. Oof. Because uh, water that's already been in the kettle has been deoxygenized. Um, you want to bring the kettle to a rolling boil, pour it into the teacup or the teapot, warm the cup, pour that water out, make sure that the water is still boiling, put the tea bag in, pour the water on top as it's a rolling boil. And then you want to leave it be for like two, three, four minutes. Uh, You don't want to move it around because that um, squashes the tannins out of it. Do I always do that? No. Sometimes I'm lazy and I squash the tea bag and I just drink my tea. Um, But it will be more bitter if you squash the tea bag. Mm. Um, And then you add your milk and sugar. Um. I've uh, I worked on a, a on a a British production and there was a lot of UK crew and the thing I remember is that they were always just complaining about the this was in the, in LA mm-hmm. and they were always com- complaining that the hot water was hot not hot enough. Yes. Like and eventually it's- eventually they bought their own like hot water bottle just so their tea was an adequate temperature. Yes. Um I it's so hard to even just just the the hot water machines make like a tepid Mm-hmm. Water. I have an electric kettle, which most Americans don't have because no. I, so I, I have why. an I have an electric kettle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I pride myself on a on a sort of a chemist's approach to both coffee and tea. Pride mm-hmm. myself. I don't know that I've ever talked about it on this show. Not, I'm not wow. that proud. Um, <laughs> you sound pretty proud. I'm proud of it. I. Was under the impression, and I'm no, I'm not actuallying the entire country, uh, uh, <laughs> but I've read that a boiling water on a tea burns the tea. For green tea, yes, boiling water on green tea burns the tea. Oh, um, okay. On green mm. tea, you want it to be like ninety eight, ninety nine, but for black tea, you want it to be on a rolling boil. Interesting. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well. I do feel like I'm stuck inside the game a little bit right now. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of granular decisions you need to make in terms of drink preparation in yes. this week's game, Coffee Talk. Coffee Talk is Coffee Talk. a visual novel developed by Indonesian indie studio Toge? Toge Productions? I don't know if it's Toge. It could be Toge. Yeah. T O G E. Toge, Toge, Toge Productions uh, was released in January of 2020 on Microsoft Windows, Mac OS, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Uh, It is a, as we've mentioned, a visual novel where you play a barista in a coffee shop in a fictional Seattle in the year 2020. Uh, 
it was released at the beginning of 2020 and you are playing September of 2020. And I don't think that they expected the (laughs) universe to diverge so sharply from their intended future when they brought out the game. Uh, But uh, the world you inhabit is a magical realism world where orcs, elves, devils, Nekomimi, robots, all kinds of different creatures and races of creatures all intermingle at a coffee shop that you own and are very wealthy, so it doesn't matter that you uh, don't make a profit. Um, yeah, it's it's like the the bright universe, or what's the other one? The uh, uh, the one that came out last year, the the Pixar movie. Um, oh, um, it was the last Onward? movie that I saw before quarantine. What a oh, mediocre wow. movie to see before as the last movie. The half dad movie. What the hell yes, was a the half, half dad, dad movie? movie. Was Outward, it onward? Out- Onward. Onward, onward. That was it. Yeah. yeah it's, so it's like legs. that. It's like, a, yeah. <laughs> it's a contemporary uh, fantasy sort of reality. And you can tell it's an alternate world, as Heather mentioned, because you get this, uh, this preamble early on. Seattle 2020, a time when the great war between races is but a footnote in history. Sounds like utopia. <laughs> I want to live there. <laughs> yeah, except it rains every day. That's it does true, yeah. rain it's every day rainy. in the game. So typically in a visual novel, you are trying to romance a character. Uh, Mm -hmm. You are perhaps trying to discover a mystery, like a murder mystery in in a school or something. In Coffee Talk, there is not, you do make decisions and the drinks that you make for your patrons determine the ending that you receive in the game. However, I would say the majority of the mechanical action of this game is listening to people talk. And that is why I think I sent this game to Apodaca because of an article in the, what was it, New York Times? Or is that oh. the snooty? I don't remember. Some, that I think maybe, it was Breitbart. Breitbart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a Breitbart article that Benchapiro.net. I read. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, about how this game was a surprise hit for the developers during the pandemic because it simulates the experience of hanging out with other people in a social mm. situation. Um, guys, let's talk. Let's talk coffee talk. Let's talk it. Um, I, I before we uh, before we get into it, I, I do want to mention there. Uh, it was as I was researching this, and you probably came across this too, Heather. But there is a game, not a not Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but a different game called Valhalla. Uh, uh, also known as VA-11 Hall A, Cyberpunk Bartender Action, which came out before this game and is considered the inspiration for this game. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of what I read is like, they're saying like, that's probably like a better version of this concept, but this one's still fun if you like that. It's by a completely different developer. Um, But yeah, this is, I I mean, I I don't know. I like visual novels because I just kind of find them soothing and it's just mm-hmm. like it's it's a it's a mostly passive experience but it still f- has the same energy of playing a game um and switching over to this the uh, the, the game i'm playing for funsies uh, uh, uh contemporaneous with this is god of war and it's just like a completely different energy i i just to me this game just felt like it was like the, the game equivalent of just putting on a warm sweater mm-hmm. it's just like cozy just a cozy yeah. comfy game i don't know yeah, I didn't finish it. I definitely felt like it was cozy. The thing that lost me, which is just a matter of taste as a consumer and not a criticism of the way that the game is constructed because I think it's very pretty and I enjoyed making coffee for people, um, is I got a little bored of the a video game that's a lot of conversations about the philosophy of video game development. Right. Um, which just felt a little bit like, in England we would call it like a busman's lunch. <laughs> a busman's <laughs> lunch? Yes. Um, that's like, it, it's like a, it, just talking, talking shop. Oh, okay. A little bit too much in a way that I'm like, this, this feels like I'm at an industry networking event and not having a fun uh spooky time being a barista at a magical coffee shop it yeah it does 
so initially it's just about your your first and um, most consistent character interaction is with a novelist who has come to the uh, coffee shop, which is only open after midnight, uh, inspired by a Japanese TV show called Midnight Diner, uh, which is the same sort of experience, talking to these patrons, learning about their lives. So initially you're like, oh, wow, this is this novelist and I are going to become friends and who knows what we'll learn about each other. Uh, you get a couple interactions with like an elf and a, was it an elf and a orc? Like a tiefling? Sata? Yeah. Some, yeah. Two, two, uh, two different races who uh, they shouldn't be dating and their parents don't respect that they're dating. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm, this is going to be like a Star Trek episode where what we're really talking about is gay people, but they've made them into yes. animals so that it's uh, acceptable uh, to the, but, but then you're introduced to people who are video game designers. And that is like, it's one thing to like sit through sleepy conversations about somebody's relationship, but it's another thing entirely to be like, Oh man, we're discussing design documents a little bit here mm -hmm. uh, while the rain pitter patters and you get some lo-fi chill hop in the background. Right. I had a lot of trouble staying awake in yes. this game. <laughs> I was going to say this. Like this game is, it's very, you know, beyond cozy. It just sort of, it's like so relaxing that I would never advise playing a video game before bed. Like that's all, that almost always will just like leave me up, uh, you know, thinking mm -hmm. about my build or whatever. But like, this is like maybe the one game where I've, where I've been like, oh, I could just like sit in bed with an iPad and play this game and then gently drift off to sleep. Cause it is just so much, you mentioned the score and, and, and the chill wave that's playing, um, which you can control some with your phone, which you have in game, which I like. Uh, but the chill wave that is playing is just like the sort of it's all I think it's really good and it's really it, soothing. Yeah, the music and, you know, is great. It, yeah. And then the and, and, and Siobhan, you mentioned the art, which I, I it's it's really good pixel art. I think it, it has some really great animation. Um, and then just like everything is basically pretty low stakes. And I think that also kind of feeds into how. Uh, I, how like relaxing just the whole vibe is like even the star-crossed yeah. lovers this is Lua the who is the pink uh the pink skin horned uh succubus and then Bailey's who is the uh the elf douchebag um even their like relationship is like not like I don't know it, it still feels like like oh they're young they'll figure it out you know yeah it did remind me of in the bits that I liked the most of like the things that I miss about waiting tables Oh, interesting. Which are like uh, mechanical tasks that I can do with a precision and improve every time I do it. And there's like a sort of meditative meditative aspect of making drinks, making coffees. Uh, I was so bad at doing the latte art in this game, by the way. And I <laughs> oh, also yeah. miss like just like vaguely listening to people's conversations. And people will say things to you as a bartender or a barista about their life, which is um, so much more personal than you would ever normally get from a stranger because they feel comfortable with you in that way. And that's always like fun and interesting. I, I can, can I jump right to the spaceman? Yes. Uh, okay, yes. great. So you're, you're in this game. You're like, Oh, I get that. Everybody's going to come in. I get what I'm going to see next. And then you get a, hive-minded space being in a, in a space suit who is mm -hmm. trying to fuck. That's like, <laughs> like, you, you, like, you can, and like, immediately hits on a lesbian also. Yeah. Is yeah. Like, yeah. He, he, he is seemingly explicitly male and also is trying to fuck the character who is most coded as a lesbian in the game. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's bizarre. So the, I don't know how to ask this question with any sort of sensitivity, but being that each of these characters is a metaphor for a kind of person in the regular world, mm -hmm. was the astronaut supposed to be coded as somebody on the spectrum? Was mm -hmm. there like it hit the way they spoke reminded me of the TV show Love on the Spectrum. Mm -hmm. uh, where it was like, how how do I approach a uh, conversation so that I can achieve the desired result of copulating with the uh, with the person that I am uh, intending? I'm, I mean, that's 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 a little on the you, you get 
what did, but that, you that guys... is kind of the, the level the dialogue is oh, at you're right okay, i mean that's kind okay, of what great. it is um oh, i was man. gonna say <laughs> I, I, I know no, i don't think of... it was like that at all i think that you're bad i'm wrong <laughs> this is your can time we, can we go back to eddie's for a second um, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Also, I, I think there's a level, there's a layer, and this is a thing you, that, that you'll see in a lot of, uh, uh, you know, in a completely different country, but like Kojima games, Kojima is so often uh, a, a non-American writing about America and writing American characters. And that's the case here. This is like, it's in Seattle and yeah, it's an alternate world, but it is like American. And so I don't know how much of it is... Maybe this doesn't even specifically apply to this character, but I don't know how much of it is an Indo- Indonesian developer having an arm's length uh, perspective on on the U.S. or mm-hmm. how much of it is just like maybe this is something that's a that's a reference to something we don't know this character, or uh, or maybe it's just supposed to be like a kind of generic tropey alien being because it like it does does have elements of like kind of like Starman or something, you know, like like just a just a yeah Q. A, yeah, exactly. Just like I'm curious about humans. I don't know how to interact with them. So I I I guess that's a non-answer to your question, but cuz I don't really know. Okay. But I did yeah. think it was cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And then he starts working for you and that's fun. That is fun. Yeah. Um yeah, so the ga- so gameplay-wise basically what you're doing is you are you know, customers come in, they will order a drink. You have an app. You have a coffee app on your your in-game phone. Um, that has recipes for certain drinks, other ones you discover through gameplay. Either they will tell you what ingredients are in a drink, which are oftentimes in the wrong order, and you yes. won't know that until except by trial and error. Uh, and then once you once you learn a drink, it will go into your phone. Kind of wish I had that on the fucking slate in Breath of the Wild, so I had some of my recipes, so I didn't have to just fucking remember them. I mean... Like when mm-hmm. you're that, I don't know that, that I, I was so overwhelmed trying to remember what dishes I could make in Breath of the Wild, complete tangent. But, uh, but here uh, but you have those. The dishes yeah. in Breath of the Wild didn't give you extra stuff. Yeah, like, they did. They y- give you yeah. stat bonuses. No, no, no. Them. I mean, if you, if you made a ingredient, if you made a dish with like, that was like a pumpkin pie, I don't think that you got statistically anything better than just putting five pumpkins together. Oh, wait, in really? Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think so. I could be absolutely wrong on this, but mm. I remember reading that. And hmm. so even if you are wrong, how did this get played has your back? And that's Thank the official you. position of the podcast is <laughs> there are you. no stat differences no matter what you cook in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> Never looking it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's too late. We already all played it. Maybe yeah. in Breath of the Wild 2, they'll fix it. <laughs> Coming um, in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're making drinks uh, for customers, and then if you get it right, you'll get a little bonus with them. If you'll get it wrong, they'll tell you that it's wrong, but you'll get another chance to make it down the line. It's, it's, it's very straightforward. The latte art that you mentioned... I thought at first, oh shit, I have to do this right because like I tried it once and the guy was like, hmm, that's what you call latte art, eh? And I was like, mm-hmm. I know, it looks like shit. I don't know how to do it. It's hard. Uh, <laughs> they don't teach you how to do it. They don't it's at the all. the only thing in the game where they're like, figure it out, fuck it. I don't, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. You should know this already. And it's complicated. It seems harder yeah. than making actual latte art. Yes. Uh, so Yeah, I've I, made latte art. It's not as hard as it is in the game. <laughs> But it seems like it's purely just a, a like a aesthetic. Like it doesn't actually matter. It doesn't actually affect gameplay unless you mm-hmm. you experience differently. Either no, uh, no, I didn't. Apodaca pointed out that the sound of drink making in this game is so pleasurable, pleasant. It rules. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great. It sounds it sounds just like this. That is such a good sound. That is it's an so excellent good. sound. <laughs> yeah. Now, Siobhan knows because she's responding to us mm-hmm. as a real person that nothing just happened when we... Nothing happened. Nothing happened. But I, I, I went along with a bit. Well, but <laughs> after... So we, we'll put the sound in. Yes. And also include all of this 
uh, jibber jabber. <laughs> unless unless <laughs> it is racist lady. to say jibber jabber. And I got to look that up now because I don't <laughs> want. Anyway, the point is. Um, I looked it up specifically racist towards Indonesia. So <laughs> kind of a double whammy. Um, but yeah, there. The the sound design on this game made me want Great. to make drinks. I wish mm-hmm. there was a place where I could practice and just like make drinks. Like there doesn't seem to be a way to figure out how the drinks are supposed to be made without trial and error. And considering the number of ingredients and mm-hmm. the fact that they have to be in a certain order, you could trial and error like 5 billion recipes and never arrive at the one that's like uh, smoky chai or whatever. The, I don't remember right. the drinks. You, it, it's I, there is an endless mode where you can just make drinks, but I don't know if we if you come across a recipe in that mode if it will save to your phone or not. There is, um, yeah, there is in the main menu. You can choose endless, and it just oh, lets you make I drinks. Never exited the main menu. I just kept coming back into the coffee shop. But but the main story it is just like you make a drink, and if it's right, you can trash it, or you can or you know, or if it's wrong, you can either trash it or just serve it to the customer anyway. And sometimes you won't know whether it was right or wrong until you give it to the customer and they taste it. Uh, beyond, I just want to talk talk about the sound design real quick. Beyond the. Uh, uh, the coffee making just the sound design in general I, you mm-hmm. know the, the score is great but but also there's just like there's a there's a bell that rings when someone walks it, it into the front door uh there's just like cars occasionally speeding by in the background there's just like the slow you know dribble of rain um there's all these sort of atmospheric details that are just like they just make the the world again just feel super calm but also like really alive despite that you're just basically looking at a uh you know the same play field first person and then characters are drifting in and out of frame. Yeah, I bet it would be great to write to. Like, I feel like mm. I have been craving, I mean, just being able to leave my apartment at all, but especially to write. Like, I'm so tired of, I've, I've, I've done all the places in my apartment, all of the surfaces <laughs> I have attempted to write out on in the, these last few months. And it, none of them have really worked. Some of them are better than others, but I, I've done them all. I have to move. Um, <laughs> in, in order to write anything. I fully moved, uh, Siobhan, since I think wow. I've seen you Yes, visually. I think so. I was like, oh, that background is different. Yeah, no, I fully, I did the same thing. I wrote mm-hmm. on every surface in my apartment and was like, I'm losing my mind uh, yes. and moved uh, in part because I was like, I can't work in this little place, which also makes me, you know, I've always been like, oh, if I went to prison, I'd write a book. Like we all do. Yeah. We all think that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be able to no. uh, because yeah. <laughs> we're mess- where, having where be would like, you write the book? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I went to prison, that's not my first thought that I'd write an awful. <laughs> I don't think that would be my fate necessarily. Your, your first thought is, oh, it was worth it. Is that your first thought? <laughs> <laughs> I have I have really mixed feelings about this game, guys, because it was both boring and good, kind yes. of like the yeah. way that Cyberpunk was both bad and good. It was like I didn't I don't think like I, I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to get back to coffee talk. But every time I played it, I was like, this is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't hate how boring it was in the way that like meditation is kind of boring or like doing yoga mm-hmm. yeah um, it is it it is i fully agree i think it's a great way to put it it's it's boring but good um i i like to look at it i like to listen to it i like to just sort of you know you can it, like a lot like a lot of visual novels there's an autoplay thing you can just let you just kind of sit back and watch it and then just take over their interactivity to watch the dialogue bubbles and, and take over their interactivity to 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 brew uh whatever drink you have to make but i, I like i I don't know. I mean, I'm on there's there's apparently 14 days in the main story. I'm on day 13 as of this record. And I'm like, I think I'm going to go back and finish it just because even though the story to me seems pretty inconsequential, like I don't really even care all that much what happens. And I do I don't necessarily think the writing is like this amazingly high level that you'll see in some games, some RD games. But it is just like it's just pleasant enough to kind of want to live in a little bit. Yeah, it is. It is a very meme aware game like the art on your in-game cell phone you have what is essentially a a facebook like a social network and you get to look at all the profiles of all the people that you meet at the coffee shop and there are ones who are posed like uh sad keanu 
or there right. are references in the in the dialogue to different like a self-aware mimetic stuff um mm-hmm. that bummed me out uh how online it, it was extremely online yeah it's it's extremely online and i was like oh it's a shame i mean i guess if you're playing a game in 2028 that takes place in 2020, you might be like, oh, what a neat time capsule. And it's cool that all of these references are in it. But mm-hmm. I greatly prefer a game that doesn't have references to things happening in the real world when the game happens. Like, you never have to worry about The Legend of Zelda being uh, like, oh, this, none of this... You, Please, somebody cut me off. You guys it know what I'm a, saying. Yeah. No, it's yeah. like, it's it's got that newsroom issue. <laughs> right. Yes. Of like, why, why would I watch this TV show about a thing that happened two years ago? That's exactly the right amount of time to have forgotten everything that I wanted to forget about it. And now you're reminding me of those things. Mm-hmm. But it is nice to hear what MSNBC should have said about the Deepwater Horizon oil spill. Yes. Like I found that pretty Aaron Sorkin is the voice of a generation, and, yeah. and that can't be denied. Which generation that is is yet to be seen, but <laughs> it's certainly one of them. He is the man who made Steve Jobs say, I bled that night, and I don't bleed. <laughs> when referring to getting kicked out of Apple uh, by a... Um, uh, voting, voting by the board. Um, I, that so you know you can't. He's not wrong all the time because that's definitely something that Steve Jobs <laughs> that's definitely that, would have that's said. That's like straight from Steve Jobs' mouth. That's verbatim. Uh, I uh, you mentioned a, a lot of the characters got mentioned. I'll just run through them real quick. So Freya has green hair. We, we she's kind of the central character who your she's character a, interacts she, with the most. She's a f- a fairy, right? Yeah, some sort of fairy okay, creature. Great. Um, Lua is the succubus. Bailey's is the elf boyfriend. Um, there's a there's a cop uh, who's maybe a dwarf. I couldn't tell. Uh, I Georgie, just a regular, just a guy, just a regular small man. <laughs> um, there's a there's a so I was looking through this and I and I this game the character design I found very appealing and also yeah. some of these characters are very attractive uh, oh, and. Mm-hmm. And I, I like I, I was a hey I'm just saying like some of these characters I was like all right um, then you find out they're 18 and you're like uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> oh oh the cat go yeah <laughs> uh, but then you but I was curious I was just like I I wasn't I, I wasn't seeking out anything in particular but I just want to see what fan art people were making because I was like okay they're gonna gravitate towards the uh, you know the hot mermaid or something like that the nerdy mm-hmm. mermaid that's the character they're gonna make but no everyone is making fan art of uh, Gala, the one-eyed Wolverine-looking Hulk, like wow. the the sexy the the sexy Wolverine, is like what everyone's gravitating towards. Him and Hyde, who is the vampire, he has like a. I, I think they're just friends, but it's a bit yeah, sure, that maybe they they're were just friends. They're just friends. Yeah. <laughs> they're just wink, wink, friends, uh, roommates. <laughs> <laughs> And all, and some of that is just like I wonder how much because I I think Indonesia is a is a fairly conservative it's government conservative. yeah Muslim majority country so it's I don't know it depends where in Indonesia you are but yeah got it so yeah so yeah I don't know how much of that so the way it handles like you know the way this it feels like it handles all the gay relationships in this story by implication I don't know how much of that is like a cultural thing or them trying to walk the line mm-hmm. uh, but it's I don't know I. I still found I found the characters really appealing. I like looking at them, um, not just for horny reasons. I think they they like look cool <laughs> and they animate cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty. Yeah, and I uh, I am always nostalgic for that type of pixel art as well. Yes, like again, like having grown up with all of those Lucas Art, um, Monkey Islandy, um, type games. I miss it when they're done yeah. well. It feels yeah. it feels like an idealized version for me because it's sort of like a 90s anime aesthetic pixel art. So it's yeah. of the kind of games that I would see in EGM that would never be released in the United States. Like mm-hmm. I'd be like, wow, this looks incredible. I don't have a Neo Geo. I will never be able to play a dating simulator in like 1999. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it was like, I, I, I love it when you get to play a game in the future that is a game from the past that you didn't get to play. Mm-hmm. That's what this feels like to me. Please, again, anytime at, today when you... <laughs> 
want to interrupt me, Nick, go feel free. I think that's actually a great point. And I think that's a great note to get to our final thoughts on Coffee Talk. It's time for our review crew. Review crew! So we'll each say one positive thing or more about this game and give it a numerical decimal rating. Uh, I will begin... We haven't touched on the Evening Whispers newspaper, which is just a thing you get. You you find you get a uh, your loading screen each day is a is an Evening Whispers newspaper, a uh, full screen that gives you like some headlines of what's going on in 2020 alternate reality Seattle. Um, uh, there's stuff involving like you know I, I think there's refugees coming from Atlantis or something. Again, there's there's you know. Yeah people in this, but it's just like, it's like, oh, that's cool, kind of fun world building. And then also there's a bunch of optional content you can read on your phone every day. There's a new story submitted by Freya uh, who you can, that you can choose to read. And a lot of those are like, you know, they're not all great, but some are, some are like kind of cool and it's just like fun flavor text that exists in this. So I, I really like that. And then I also liked the line that Freya said uh, to my character who I named Wags. Uh, she said, Wags, please don't do jokes. You're really bad at it. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like yep. Um, I'll give this a, a 7.4. Heather? Um, I'm, the music that Apple Music recommends to me every day is effectively just lo-fi chill hop. So uh, putting this on my television while I did something else, and just had that like music playing and felt like people were, it just, it was a, it's a great, it's a really cozy environment. And if you're going to spend all of your time in an environment that, that is, that's it, that's the whole thing is you're just, you better like the environment. Um, it is an environment that I have never personally been in. I've never been in a coffee shop that had this vibe and was this cozy and this idealized and perfect and crispy and the sound was perfect and the music was the kind of music that I listened to. Um, it always, I feel like it's always uh, Tori Amos playing in a coffee shop. Every time I walk mm-hmm. in, I feel like that's like, that's all you ever get to hear. So I, I, I was really bored and I kept being like, oh, man, yeah. am, I, am I boring? And that's why I'm not liking this game. But I would continue to play it until it literally put me asleep. Um, I haven't brought my Switch into bed for, I mean, f- since the beginning of pandemic, I think, when I was first hooked on Animal Crossing. And I brought my Switch to bed a couple of times for this game. And um, that's, my, that's my positive review. What a cozy place. Wow. Um, I don't know what we, seven. It's a nice solid seven. Yeah. Uh, all right, Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, this, it it really made me, I was talking to Devin about it earlier, and I was like, I wish I could go work at a coffee shop. Like, I was like, it made me want to go <laughs> do, like, make drinks. Like, it, I wanted to get the hell out of my house. Like, I missed, like, just that, like, I, like I would love it if someone just talked my ear off about bullshit. Like that's what it, it yes. made me nostalgic for that. Um, and I loved, I, like I said, we I mean, we talked about the the sound, the coffee sound. I loved that. I really, I was really, really surprised by Neil. I loved Neil, and I just, yeah, I had a, I had a blast with this. I was not expecting to love it, and I think. Uh, I think that I, ended up, I I ultimately did love it. I I had a great time with this. I'll give it a I'm going to give it a eight. Wow, hmm. that's wow. going high. Uh, Shavon Thompson, your uh, your positive thoughts, your score. Yeah, I I don't know if I have anything else to say that hasn't been covered. But you know, I got to go nine nine for soundscape, five for gameplay, which 
evens out it as a nice round seven. And that's where we are. And do you need anything more than that? Do we, you, Not every game needs to be a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it fine. This is great. It's right in the meaty part of the bell curve. And yeah. and it and it does something very specific uh, and it does it well. And uh, I should mention the the game I mentioned earlier that that this in, invited a lot of comparisons to Valhalla Cyberpunk Bartender Action VA-11 Hull A is free on Game Pass. So if you want to check that out, uh, if you don't want to fork over the 13 bucks for this game, but want to uh, get a similar experience, you could try that. Um, but hey, those are our thoughts. But Heather, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we were wrong. We've got reviews from all over the internet that provide a contrary opinion to what our opinions just were. So if we thought it was good, then these reviews are bad. That's not to say that the only reviews of this game are the opposite of what we feel about this. That's the segment. That's how the segment works. The segment (laughs) is that we, whatever we just said, it's the opposite is going to be the segment that we're doing now. Man. This is why America is falling apart. We don't have to both sides everything, guys. Ah, this is it. <laughs> we have to take this, this neoliberal approach to reviewing. <laughs> I've got a review by hl2.exe, not recommended, 14 hours on record on the Steam store. Uh, here's the full text of the review. Can't smash the nerdy mermaid. It's true. Oh, my mm. God. Wow. Can't smash. But yeah. wait, can you smash anyone? I don't think so. No. Maybe maybe in the end game you 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 smash Freya? I don't know. I got to day 13 out of 14. I don't believe you ever smash anybody. Mm. I just am also like the game is the game is like 4 hours long. Like I Right. Yeah. Did he mess up making the drink? <laughs> <laughs> um I have a review here uh from Reddit um, which is a comment, a reply to a review from the game Coffee Talk. And it goes, I had a feeling this was going to be leftist SJW bullshit. What? Thanks oh. for confirming it. Um, we, you know, because obviously there are different kinds of people in this game. And that is always an agenda. If there are mm-hmm. different kinds of people, then this it's... It's an assault. There are, there are more women yeah. than men. And yeah, true. therefore, it's <laughs> SJW bullshit. We forget <laughs> that existence is political. So yes. like that, that is just, you know, just how it is. Yeah. Um, the uh, There's a, a gala or gala, the the Wolverine character. Uh, or, I'm sorry, I said Wolverine, Wolfman. He looks he looks like a, he looks like werewolf. Wolverine, but he's a Wolfman. He's a, he, yeah, he's a werewolf. werewolf. Uh, but he, a lichen. A lichen. Mm-hmm. Which um, is maybe about AIDS? Oh, maybe? Oh. I wonder. I don't know. He is a maybe. veteran who had trouble finding employment. Um, there's a, so there's a, but he, he, it's interesting because the, the perspective of the, the, this little tangential of what you're saying, but like it having any sort of political agenda, Heather, like again, the, the, uh, the, you know, non-American perspective on America, there's of course, Gala is like works at a hospital and talks about how many people are bankrupted by our healthcare system, mm-hmm. which I always find like, like that's, oh yeah, that's of course, that's what's completely broken about our country. If you're viewing it from afar, you'd be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? But so it's got like that, but then also it gets things completely wrong. Like everyone's just smoking indoors, smoking cigarettes, <laughs> which you would would never happen. Um, I've got another uh, uh, review. This one's from Gamer Escape. This is more of a straight ahead review that I think is. Uh, but I but I I thought it was interesting and kind of again you know reference the game I mentioned earlier. Uh, this is a this is a seventy. Uh, so in the same sort of range as us. If Coffee Talk were standing on its own in a void, I would call this game a must-play, no questions asked. The need to grind out recipes to figure out how to unlock the full story is frustrating, a stain on everything else in the package, but by the time I got to this point, I had already fallen in love with the characters and aesthetic. The problem is, everything here has been done before and better. It does feel like Toge Productions wanted to craft an homage to Valhalla, but doing so puts them right up against a cult classic. I truly think they should have done more to differentiate themselves to stand out more in this burgeoning genre. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we got to play this Valhalla game. We should cover yeah. it. It's also yeah. it's also cyberpunky, which we're all we're all uh, bananas for. Yeah. Oh, we love we love cyberpunk, don't we? Folks? We should we should play we sure Valhalla do. on our deck. You got 
which is a uh, which cyberpunk words for computer. Oh, oh, I forgot about that already. Oh. <laughs> you should play it on our deck. <laughs> well, hey, that means it's time for the question block. Ba-ding! This one's from at Zeke Gonzalez 22 on Twitter, and they write, a coffee shop was a great getting to know someone place. What video game setting would host the best first date? Um, I, I to, to, to break out of this for one second. So we had a little stop down and we resumed and... Uh, the stop down began and Heather said, I have incredibly bad news. And it was that her recording failed. But I was certain that some like world like altering event had transpired while we were recording. And so for a second, I was like, holy shit, what just oh, happened? No. Rush Limbaugh is now alive more. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, no, oh. you're fine. To, okay. to answer the question, uh, a setting that we that would be a good like getting to know you place mm-hmm. or, or a first date setting in a video game. I mean, my mind instantly went to because I played the 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 remake last year is Seventh Heaven and Final Fantasy Seven. The little divey bar. It's just like it's so especially the remake design. It's like very. It seems like the kind of dive bar I would have loved to hang out in back when I would like regularly hang out in dive bars, which was I guess up until last year. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, is a dive bar a good place for a first date? I don't know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, why yeah, not? why not? Yeah. It's been 20 like... years since I've gone on a date, so what, what do I know? <laughs> uh, all of those mini games in the Zelda games, I feel like would be a fun... Oh, yeah. Like like a little mini fishing game. Mm-hmm. Or you, you just, you got to catch a, a bunch of butterflies. That sounds delightful. It's a good time. Break some targets with a slingshot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's nice to have an activity because then if the mm. date is going badly, at least you have a thing that you can focus on. Yeah. Yeah. I can win this heart container. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You got one, Abadaka? The I can't remember what they're called in Pokemon Sword and Shield, but like those the places where you can make curry. Like, mm. uh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can do that. You can sort of gather ingredients, like sort of similar to what Siobhan was saying. Like, at least you have something to do, so like you can make curry. And then at the, at the end of the day, you, you're also you live in a world where Pokemon are real. Isn't that what we want? <laughs> that's yeah, That's great. I have been playing to my great shame Pokemon Go again in the last couple of weeks, just to be like, maybe this will help me leave my house. <laughs> Has it? I don't know. It's mixed. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, um, I'm just so embarrassed of it. But I'm saying it out loud. It's fine. Whatever. I'm a grown up. Do you? So you put on a mask and you go out of the house to play yes, Pokemon. Yes, and I Go. do my my sad little vitamin D walk around the five blocks around my apartment. Hmm. I I was heavily invested in Pokemon Go at the beginning of pandemic, and dropped it like a cold fish. Is mm-hmm. that the right phrase? <laughs> Sure. Yeah. That sounds sure. right. I get it. I, I understand the metaphor. We always say it. we're always saying that. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, I I like I was I was spending actual real world money on costume oh, wow. items in Pokemon Go. Like I was I was there. And as soon as I was afraid to leave my house, that game became impossible to play. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I um, I started taking Lexapro. I was able to do a little walk around the block again. My anxiety is like under control, and I started playing Pokemon Go just to, just to be like moving your body a little bit is good for you, and getting sunshine helps your brain. Hell yeah, nice. So there you go. Yeah. Does that answer the question? <laughs> yeah. All uh, those yeah. intimate. <laughs> Things about my my mental health journey. <laughs> <That's the> <laughs> <question>. <laughs> what are everyone's current prescriptions? Let's just look, get them out there. Uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Get Played Pod, or send us an email getplayedpod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at six one six two played. That is six one six two seven five two nine three three. Our music and engineering are by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And our guest has been Siobhan Thompson. Siobhan, thank you so much. So great to have you thank back. Thank you. It's yes. always a delight, you guys. You're fun. Oh, thank you. You're, You're fun. fun. Heather tried uh, to get me a PS5 today and, and mm-hmm. failed, but the fact that she even tried to do it was, like, really uh, touching. Yeah. I was in it's the really, queue. really, really nice. I, I was in the queue, guys. I thought maybe lightning would strike again, but uh, not yet. I'm still on the hunt. 
I'm the P. I'm the PS Finder. The Finder. Siobhan, do you have any plugs? Oh, um, God, I don't know. Um, for anything I'm making, not not really. Watch watch the stuff. You know where it is. We said it at the beginning. Uh, make your own chicken broth. There's, there's a there's a plug. <laughs> Save up your chicken bones. Make a nice little broth for yourself. You'll you'll enjoy it. You'll, you'll appreciate it. Your body will thank you. Excellent. Wow, I like that. Yeah. yeah. And on that note, Matt, what's next week's game? Uh, next week's game is TBD. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye, Bucket. Edge.